Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. Another edition of the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. Hey, football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, and more. Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to set up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Wow. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. We're also brought to you in part by the Allen Angus Pub, Burton Ace Hardware, and Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Super important to get your financial future in order, whether you're retiring soon, uh, down the road, uh, you have a, a youngster going to college, whatever the case may be, Brian Comboy can help you out. Advisors.massmutual.com. That's advisors.massmutual.com. And get them on LinkedIn and on Facebook as well. Let's bring in my good buddy, the Syracuse men's basketball beat man for Syracuse.com, the post standard about three decades in. It's not only the great writer Mike Waters, but now we can put another tag in front of his name, and that is U.S. Basketball Writers Association Hall of Famer. Class of 2022, Mike Waters, Orange Beat Man, thank you so much for coming on, and hey, congratulations. I'm so thrilled for you. Uh, I, I appreciate that, Mike. Thank you. And yeah, it's quite an honor. It's it's very humbling. It's it's one of those things where you're like, wait a second, are you guys sure about this? Because you just, you know, I've just been doing my job as a beat writer, covering a team and all that. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not Bill Roden or Jack McCallum, <laughs> but uh, it, it's I appreciate the, the honor. I really do. And um, yeah, it, it, but like I said, it's it's very humbling. So how does it go down? Did, did they did they call you? They didn't have anybody knock on your door. Did they like with the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Did they sense fly somebody in for it, or like how does it go? Did they did they call you and then tell you, you know, uh, when the ceremony is? Who else is going in with you? Like who called you? How did it go down? Sure. Well, it's not like the publisher's clearinghouse. No one knocks on my door with a big, you know, bouquet of balloons and, and an oversized check or anything like that. Um, I've been involved with Hall of Fame. Um, inductions before this selections because I've had a tour of duty, if you will, as um, through the board of directors. So I spent a year as our second vice president, and then first vice president. And about two or three years ago, I was the president. And, you know, in those years, you're on the conference call with a bunch of other folks, usually some past presidents, usually a couple representatives that who are, who are Hall of Famers. And you go over uh, the list of candidates and people who have been nominated or submitted and 
Um, everyone's free to bring up people. So I know how the process works. Um, but the funny thing is, is about two weeks ago, you know, like, again, having been president before, I know at this time of year, some of the duties get a little bit hard and there's some, a lot of stuff you got to take care of and you're busy with your own work. And so I had emailed the executive director, Malcolm Moran, who used to be a, a writer with the New York times and our current president, Shannon Ryan, who's with the athletic. Now she used to work at the uh, uh, Chicago newspaper. And um, I emailed them both saying, Hey, I know this is a tough time of year. You guys are awfully busy. If there's anything I can help you with as a past president, you know, put me on an ad hoc committee for whatever award you need. Or if there's anything I can do, just please reach out. I'm here and I, I probably won't need a lot of training to, to figure out what you're asking me to do because I've done it before. And I didn't hear from Malcolm, which was really weird. Uh, he didn't respond. And then Shannon responded with, Mike, thanks. Appreciate it. You know, we'll be in touch. And then about a week or two later, Shannon Ryan, the president, she calls me and I say it's her name. And when this thing pops up, when it pops up on my phone and I'm like, oh, Shannon's taking me up on my offer. You know, I wonder what she's going to need me to do. Hmm. And she starts to tell me, you know, she's talking about the Hall of Fame. And at first I'm thinking she wants me on the committee again. Like, OK, great. I'm, you know, I'll go over candidates. And, um. And then she's trying to tell me that that I'm in, that I'm in this year's class. And I think the first thing I was able to tell her was, I said, "Are you sure?" Because <laughs> I was so, I was so like, as soon as her name popped up, I'm thinking she's just taking me up on my offer to help, and I didn't have any idea that, you know, I'd be under consideration this year. So it really took me a while to wrap my head around it. She's laughing at me, uh, having a good time on the other end of the phone, and but that's how it happens is. Usually the president of the organization gets to make the calls. And I got to tell you, like when I was president three years ago, it's the most fun thing in the world I bet. To, to call somebody and tell them they've been inducted into the hall of fame. And I got, to, I got to call a few people that I knew and it was so awesome. And then sometimes if the president knows that there's somebody else in the organization, maybe on the committee who's close friends or has a connection, they'll say, you know what, why don't you take that one? You, you make that phone call. Um, so it, it's 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 really fun. It's like the best part of being the job is present. Everything else kind of sucks, to be honest. But uh, that's the great part of the job. And uh, so yeah, that's how it happened. And Shannon on the call, she told me who the other inductees were going to be, and I was thrilled because I'm friends with a couple of them. Vahe Gregorian uh, out in Kansas City. I've known Vahe for years. Great writer, great columnist, and Joe Giuliano from Philadelphia. Uh, I've known him from our wars in the Big East and, you know, on the trails there, Big East tournaments, and he's just a gem of a guy. And uh, fantastic reporters covered Philly basketball and especially Villanova for years. So I was I was really thrilled. It was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a terrific class, a lot of great writers, and, and I, I know you're, you're a humble dude, but you do belong in the group with all the, the previous names that you've mentioned. I mean, you, you've been at this for a long time. You're a pro's pro. Um, and really, it's been over 30 years, and so it leads me to this question uh, as Beatman for SU Men's Basketball. As you've gone on during these last few decades, was there ever a time when you saw how the business was changing and you said, uh-oh, I don't know what's going to happen to me in the future because of you know, the addition of all the social media, the shrinking yeah. down of the papers, the explosion of digital but yet less jobs – uh, making people do multiple things. 
was there ever a time where you said, oh man, I, I don't know what, what, what might happen to me? Because you've been at it for so long at a, at the oh, same yeah. place. It's it, it's actually, you know, you, you Ted Namey, uh, some other people, Central New York-wise and some other areas, you know, some of the guys, WGR in Buffalo, like, Mike, it doesn't happen. Somebody, Somebody's not in at the same place for 30 years anymore. No, you're right about that. I'm very fortunate to have uh, had the job I've had for so long because I love this job. It's great. I, I enjoy it. And, um, no, there's been many times where, like, you know, something would happen within the industry, especially the post-standard. Uh, you go all the way back to, like, 95, 96 when – we merged with the afternoon paper, the Herald Journal. And then eventually the Herald Journal stopped printing. And we were just one paper for a long time. And then along about, I guess it was about 2009, 2010, things were getting bad again. And uh, no, so there's a lot of times where it's like, uh, you know, changes in the industry. I always, I, I felt like I adapt fairly well uh, to some of the changes. Now, I'm not great with technology. So when they ask me to do something new with like some form or something online, I struggle with that or whatever. But, or if they make a switch to a, you know, a new program for filing our stories, I need intensive training, intensive training. Uh, it's pretty much a big joke down at the, uh, down at the paper. You don't you know, need as much training as Bud Poliquin, though. You don't, you don't need as much training as Bud Poliquin, you know, come on. <laughs> well, see, that's the difference. Given enough training, I would figure it out. Um, Bud, Bud was a special case. Yeah, he just doesn't want to figure <laughs> and, and it out. I tease him the same way they're all teasing me now. Um, but no, I always felt like, hey, we need you to do some video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As soon as I figure it out, I can do video. Sure. We need you to do, uh, we want to do a podcast. Great. You know, that's just me talking to people. I can do a podcast. Show me how. Uh, so if I can figure out a way to do stuff like that, whether it's, you know, they get me on Twitter and I adapt to that. And, you know, you can adapt. I mean, geez, I, you know, you talk about adapting. It's like sometimes like, um, you know, it might, you're, you're closer to my age than you want to admit. But so you'll get this, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, you know, he's kind of older. Is he going to be able to adapt? And I'm quick to remind the younger people on the staff, if you want to talk about adapting, think of it in this terms. I wrote my college term papers and my first stories ever for a newspaper on a typewriter. I've gone from typewriter to computer, a computer you could barely lift, carrying it around and going to, believe me, give me some training and I can adapt. Mm. <laughs> you know, I am the dinosaur that's still alive here in, in the 2000s. Um, yeah, adapting is not a problem. It's just, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit longer for us to learn how to work VCR, right? Um, but, and then, you know, you're talking about the industry too. Um, you know, yeah, there were some times there was like, you were concerned, you know, concerned about the papers future, concerned about just newspapers uh, in general, their, their futures. And, you know, we've hung on and I think, you know, now at the post standard slash Syracuse.com, uh, you know, we've got a pretty good product still, you know, we, we cover things as well as we can with a little bit smaller staff now, obviously. But, um, you know, we got folks like Donna Tota and Chris Carlson on our sports staff. And, you know, they're Nate Minks, phenomenal. Uh, we got younger people like Mike Curtis coming along. So I think, we're, you know, we're still doing well. And I think there's, there's a still there's a future out there for us. And, uh, you know, get younger folks on our staff like Nate Mink and Mike Curtis are they, they, there's still a good future for journalism around here in Syracuse. Mike Waters, of course, the orange basketball beat man for Syracuse.com of the post standard at Mike Waters, S Y R on Twitter. Make sure you give him a follow. And of course the newly minted class of 2022 
uh, U.S. Basketball Writers Association uh, Hall of Fame member. I, I want to sneak in a couple of Q's questions here before I let you run. Um, wh- where did this season ultimately go wrong? It, it has been, it, it's been a, man, it's been an up and down wild year. They're 500 as we record this in the ACC, you know, hoping to preserve that overall win, you know, winning record for whatever it is. I can't, I don't even remember what it is anymore, 30 some odd years. Um, but they lost so many bad games, including Georgetown. Georgetown still hasn't won a game in the Big East as we record this. Where did it go wrong? When did it go wrong for Syracuse this year? I think where it went wrong, you probably got to go back to the end of last season. And I think they knew they were going to lose some guys. Some guys were going to transfer. Some guys were going to leave. I think they were maybe caught a little bit off guard by Quincy Garrier mm-hmm. coming in and saying, I want to go somewhere where they're going to let me play on the perimeter more and shoot threes. Yeah. I think I, I think they've missed him a lot. Uh, I really do. Yeah, they they yeah. miss him, and I, I don't think they expected him to leave. But, yeah. you know, I think they knew the Kadari situation was probably going to result in a departure. and You were going to miss him, but they knew it was coming. Uh, you know, other guys like Robert Braswell and Woody Newton, mm-hmm. you weren't shocked and you could overcome. But Quincy was a tough one to replace. And, you know, then when you, you look at who they were able to replace with, you know, all good players just in and of themselves. I mean, Jimmy Beheim's good. Cole Swider's good. He you know, may be better than Jimmy in some respects, better, you know, outside shooter, good rebounder. Um, you know, Joe Girard's a good player. Buddy Beheim's an excellent player. Um, Jesse Edwards is a young kid that's really emerging. Uh, he's been great, but overall, when you put all of them together, whereas, whereas individually, I think they're all fine, but overall, you got a team that's not very athletic. You lack quickness, you lack lateral mobility, so it's going to affect you on the defensive end, well, you know, covering the court in that zone, it's, you know, the lack of athleticism is going to hurt, and then on offense, you don't have anybody, really, who can break down their defender and get by them. I mean, Buddy can get into the lane and score, but he's still scoring over his defender usually. He doesn't get by his guy. Uh, same most of the time with Joe and Jimmy. I mean, Jimmy has some really clever, orthodox, unorthodox moves in the paint, but he's still almost always scoring over his defender. He gets he gets positioning in there, but he, it, there's no blow-by guys. Um, so that that's resulted in a struggle. And... You know, you, you got hurt on the defensive end when you had those bad losses to Colgate and Georgetown. Oh. You gave up <laughs> you gave up 100 points to Colgate. I mean, that told you right there early on in the season, this team's got some you know, limitations here. So, you know, I we'll see where they go. I, I think they've actually done a heck of a job. Uh, to get to seven conference wins where they are right now. And they have a, you know, they have a chance to finish, you know, 500 in the league. They got a chance to finish over 500 for the season. But with Jesse out now, that's going to require a lot of work uh, from the four remaining starters, plus Frank now, you know, not off the bench anymore, now in the starting lineup. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, one of the games that it will be very difficult uh, to, to, to win and do the things inside without Jesse Edwards is going to be the game against the Duke Blue Devils uh, coming up on uh, February 26th, a Saturday. It's a 6 p.m. tip inside the Carrier Dome. But the, the storyline is obvious. You know, obviously we all know it's Mike Krzyzewski uh, and Jim Beheim facing each other for the final time. Those guys are, are incredibly great friends, if not best friends. Um, and Coach K is retiring this year. Jim Beheim's never retiring. Um, so, so let's get to those two guys. 
in your time covering this league and even when Cuse was in the Big East and the USA basketball stuff, all, all of it that gets roped in, how do you think Jim Beheim and Coach K are similar and how do you think they're different? Ooh, it's going to be a little hard because I don't know Mike Krzyzewski as well as I know Jim Beheim, but I think they're both driven. Uh, I think they both are, are, are driven by, they, they pursue su- success, but they so hate losing. Uh, it's, it's like they, they really, they, the losses hurt them more than the wins, I think, lift them. Uh, but they still, they want to pursue success. They, I think they're very uh, strong and forthright in their opinions. Uh, and I think you have to have that. You have to have a, a conviction in yourself if you're going to be that successful for so long. Like, this is the way I want it run. This is the way I have found success. And you have to be very, you know, very uh, convinced of, of, of your way of doing it. Sometimes it means you're going to come off, you know, as a brusque. Uh, you know, you're going to, you know, push some, some people aside. Uh, you know, we've seen both Jim and Coach K, you know, snap at people. Uh, they don't like the critics uh, because they, I think a lot of times they can't understand why they would ever be second-guessed or doubted because they don't have second guesses. You know, they don't have <laughs> self-doubts. Yeah. I think a lot of us actually do. I think in some ways self-doubt's good because it gives you a little sense of, you know, introspection. You know, you can, you judge yourself a little bit. But I, I think... Uh, you know, you know, Mike is his program down there at Duke. It's amazing. Uh, you know what he's put together there over the years. And I think, to be honest, I know Mike Shashevsky's won five national titles and Jim Beheim's won one. But uh, you know, when you look at you know location uh, of the school, you know weather, recruiting, and everything else, uh, you know facilities and everything. What Jim Beheim's done over the years at Syracuse is just as remarkable or maybe even more so than what coach K's done at Duke. And I don't mean that as a slight at coach K at all. I just, I think it's, I think you get it, Mike. And I think a lot of people listening to your podcast will understand it because they know Syracuse. They kind of know what we're talking about. It's amazing how, when you go outside this area, especially further down into ACC country, they don't understand. They don't understand the, uh, uh, the obstacles, uh, the difficulties of getting this program to a successful level. They don't, they don't know. They're not from, they don't, not from up in this area. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of hurdles you have to overcome to be successful up here. And for Jim Bayon to be successful for what is it now? I'm trying to lose count. 46 years, <laughs> 46 years. It's pretty amazing. It really is. So, you know, the fact that we're like, you know, Syracuse fans are freaking out over the possibility of a losing season for the first time in 50 years. That's just incredible. Um, and I get it. I'm not telling him. I'm not blaming him. I'm not telling him not to freak out. Absolutely freak out. You're not used to it. It's, um, you know, and you don't want to do it again, obviously. But uh, it's, it's amazing because every other program out there has had this year uh, sometime within the last 25 or 30 years. In the final minute I have with you, have you read the Big East book by Dana O'Neill yet? I just got it in the mail today. I can't wait. Cover to cover. Absolutely. She did a great job. Yeah, I had her on my show. I, I can't imagine how good it is. It's very, very good. She did an excellent job. Uh, she was very fortunate. One of the things she was fortunate about is she got to talk to John Thompson before he passed away. Um, oh. So you, you even got guys like him. Uh, she got, a, you know, a lot of the legends are in this book. You know, Jim Calhoun, P.J. Carlissimo, Lou Carnesecca, you know, who, you know, thank the Lord is still with us because he's such a treasure. You know, she talked to Lou Carnesecca. 
you know, a lot of this stuff, she had to, you know, figure out a way to get this done during COVID, uh, which was a, another testament to her. Um, so, you know, it's a great book. And I encourage any Syracuse fans or Big East fans out there to snap it up because it's got a lot of interesting stories. A lot of stories I didn't even, I, I had not heard before. Some I had heard like a partial part, you know, a little bit of that story before, but, oh, there's another little segment of it I didn't know. And now she's fabulous. It's a great book. And I'll tell you what, there's another one coming out, Mike. For basketball fans, Ian O'Connor of the New York Post. Oh, yeah. Coach K. Yep. Coach K book is out, and it's just as good. It's uh, So there's some good reading for basketball fans out there. I love it. I love it. Well, he'll be honored at the men's Final Four in New Orleans. I can guarantee you Syracuse won't be there. Uh, but it's the U.S. Basketball Writers Association selecting their 2022 Hall of Fame class, and a member of that is Mike Waters, the terrific Beatman and insider for Syracuse.com and the Post Standard covering Syracuse men's basketball for over three decades at Mike Waters uh, SYR on Twitter. Go give him a follow again at Mike Waters SYR. Mike, this was a blast. Again, I'm so thrilled for you. I've known you now for quite a while. And yes, we're not that far away in age. So uh, that means that I'm no spring chicken. But, uh, you know, early on in the media industry, meeting you, um, you know, you're always there if I need you, and uh, I'm, I'm just really thrilled for you, man. It's, it, it's so well-deserved, so congrats. Well, I appreciate my, that, Mike, and I know it's genuine, so uh, really thank you. And you've always been great. Uh, you're a good friend, and uh, you do a great job as well. So uh, thanks, and, and thanks for having me on the podcast. It's always fun uh, just kind of uh, chopping it up. Be sure to follow the ML Sports Platter, download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. And hey, folks, a quick word from NordVPN. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online and with all the threats that you face today on the internet. It's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe. That's N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash believe, or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with uh, Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Uh, hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. Another huge thank you to Mike Waters, the men's basketball beatman for Syracuse and uh, uh, on, on the Post Standard and, and Syracuse.com. Beat been doing it for you know over 30 years, as I mentioned, and uh, now a part of that unbelievable class of 2022, uh, as five have been selected for the USBWA Hall of Fame, uh, and uh, just a great honor. He'll be honored uh, in New Orleans at the Final Four. The ML Sports Platter is also presented in part by Burn Dairy. Brutonace Hardware, Ken's Auto Detailing, and our great, great friends over at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company in Victor. If you're in and around Western New York, get on over to Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, stumblingmonkeybeer.com, and you can shop online. Crowlers and growlers and a heck of a lot of, of beers on tap as well over there at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, the official brewery of the ML Sports Platter. Thanks again for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.